Welcome into Locked On Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, June 4th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman, tuning in for the 151st episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free wherever you listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode of Locked On Blackhawks as soon as it comes out each day, so make sure to go do that. Also, please go follow the Locked On Blackhawks Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Some good stuff will be posted there daily as well. By the way, today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. rockauto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. We've all had our share of car problems. <clears throat> How much easier is it when you have an auto and body shop you can trust for reliably low prices? One more time, that's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Make sure to tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. So to kick things off today, I wanted to start with a segment that I teased a little bit on Tuesday's episode. If you tuned in, quick thank you to those who did since it was my first episode as host. You know that I am talking about the future in net for the Chicago Blackhawks. After general manager Stan Bowman decided to trade away 28-year-old stud goaltender Robin Leonard to the Vegas Golden Knights at this year's trade deadline, the future in net for the Hawks remains a question mark. Corey Crawford has shown that he still has some gas left in the tank, don't get me wrong. I personally think he's been very good when healthy the last couple of years. But he's 35 years old and not exactly what you'd call a franchise goaltender at this point in his career. Crow's also an unrestricted free agent at season's end, and really, who knows how that situation is going to go. There are so many variables up in the air. Would Crow be willing to sign for a hometown discount? The Hawks must use their cap space wisely this offseason, and they certainly can't break the bank for a 35-year-old netminder. That's just the fact of the matter. Hell, let's think about if Crow even wants to play next season after all the concussion issues he's dealt with the last couple of years. I also wonder if that will factor into the Blackhawks' decision. Maybe they don't even offer Crawford a contract, and they think it's simply the best time to move on. I've seen this front office do weirder things. I'll tell you one thing, though. If it's not Crawford and that to start the season for the Hawks next year, I have absolutely no idea who it could be. Going through the rest of the system, the Blackhawks received 26-year-old Malcolm Subban in exchange for Leonard at the deadline, but I don't think anyone has Subban penciled in as the number one starter on opening night next year. After all, He's played in just one minute during his short tenure with the Blackhawks, and if he doesn't see any ice time in the 2014 postseason, he will have the shortest stint with the Blackhawks in franchise history of anyone that's played in a game just one minute. Kind of a kooky and interesting stat there. (laughs) The Hawks also have Colin Delia, Kevin Lankinen, and Matt Tompkins in the pipeline, but I don't expect any of them to be ready as an everyday NHL starter by the beginning of next year. Delia has shown flashes even in the NHL two seasons ago, he, he looked pretty good at times and shown that he has the potential to be an NHL starter maybe some point down the line. So I could see him heading into next season as the backup. In 32 games with the Ice Hogs this year, Delia posted a solid 9-12 save percentage and 2.66 goals against average. But on the flip side, Kevin Lankinen could surprise people. He also has been brilliant from time to time in the past most noticeably leading Finland to a gold medal at the World Championship last summer. After an impressive performance for the entire tournament, Lankinen finished strong by making 
43 saves in the gold medal game versus Dylan Strom and Team Canada en route to a 3-1 victory. So Lankinen has the capability to make a push for the backup spot next year as well. As for Tompkins, he's probably the furthest away from being NHL ready to the three, so expect him to be in Rockford for another season, fighting for that starting job with uh, either Delia or Lankinen, whichever one doesn't get the backup position with the Blackhawks next season. It is also worth noting that recently, Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks announced that they will not be signing 2018 six-round pick Alexis Gravel to an entry-level contract after Gravel struggled in an injury-plagued fourth campaign with the Halifax Mooseheads of the QMJHL. Kind of a head-scratching move there, as Gravel was tremendous for Halifax during the 2019 postseason, carrying the team to the President's Cup Final and the Memorial Cup Final, but unfortunately they lost them both. During that postseason run, though, Gravel posted an impressive 917 save percentage and a 273 goals against average, and was also named the Memorial Cup Tournament's most outstanding goaltender. But apparently, after his struggles this season, Bowman's seen enough to cut his losses less than two years after selecting Gravel in the NHL draft. I personally just found this to be an odd move for a franchise that has absolutely zero idea what their future in net is going to look like once it's no longer Corey Crawford. I mean, we have some options in the system, but I don't. I think it's still too early to pencil any of those guys in as an everyday NHL starter somewhere down the line. I think that's a bit of a stretch at this point in their career. So if it were me in charge, I'd be taking all the chances I could get on goalies and hoping that one turns out to be something. Gravel is still only 20 years old. So in my opinion, I just thought it was a bit early to give up on a young goaltender that has shown signs of potential and not all that long ago. I get that he struggled this year and yes, the Blackhawks probably expected more out of him in his fourth season in the QMJHL, but he also got injured early on and he just never looked like the same goaltender he was uh, during that 2019 postseason run. So uh, I just thought it was a little bit early to cut ties with Gravel, but hey, that's what happens when Stan Bowman is calling the shots. All right, coming up in a minute, I'm going to continue to talk about the future and net for the Chicago Blackhawks but I'm going to switch gears a little bit and dive into potential free agents that could take the reins as starting goaltender next season. But first, I need to talk about rockauto.com, the best place to shop for all your auto and body needs. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. That's rockauto.com for an amazing selection and reliably low prices. Listen. We've all had our share of car problems. How much easier is it when you have an auto shop you can rely on? Well, rockauto.com has your back for all the car parts you'll ever need in any situation. One more time, check out rockauto.com for reliably low prices and an amazing selection, and make sure to let them know the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, an auto and body shop you can trust for reliably low prices. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page, at Jack Bushman2, and my Blackhawks Twitter page, at Talkin' Hockey. That's capital T-A-L-K-I-N, capital H-A-W-K-E-Y. 
Also, make sure to subscribe and follow Locked on Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter at capital L capital O underscore Blackhawks to get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Coming up a bit later in the show, I am going to talk about Stan Bowman's struggles with selecting goaltenders in the NHL draft. But first, we are going to talk about some potential free agent options to take over as starting goaltender for the Chicago Blackhawks in the 2021 season and potentially going forward. Of course, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Corey Crawford very well still could be around. But what fun is there in that? (laughs) With hockey at a standstill until the COVID-19 outbreak settles down, now is the perfect time to take a stab and see what could possibly happen in the coming months. So looking at some of the upcoming unrestricted free agent goaltenders, the list is actually pretty decent towards the top. The Washington Capitals' Braden Holpe is going to be arguably the most sought-after tendy as Washington is not expected to sign him to a long-term extension. Holpe is 31 years old, a proven Stanley Cup champion, and a legitimate number one goaltender in the NHL. The problem here for the Blackhawks is Holpe is going to be out of their price range unless some wicked trade goes on after the conclusion of the season, but I doubt that is going to happen. The next goaltender up on the list is also in that same boat, Robin Leonard, also probably not too likely to come back to Chicago. Chicago. I'm just being honest here. It could be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of you Blackhawks fans, but Leonard's not coming back. In my opinion, there's just no way he comes back after how everything went down towards the end. He just didn't seem to have a good relationship with both the media or the front office, so I just don't see it. And also, Leonard is going to command more than the Hawks can afford. That's the first reason, probably why they dealt him at the deadline, is they felt like they wouldn't have been able to afford him, so they probably still won't be able to afford him this summer as they still have the same problems. They'll have to sign Strom, Kubalik, potentially Kajula and Cuckoo, so, and they don't have all that much cap space So Leonard, just for a couple different reasons, it doesn't seem like he's a likely fit for the Blackhawks. Some older guys will be on the market, such as Jimmy Howard, Craig Anderson, Brian Elliott, Mike Smith, but I just don't think that would be the smartest decision for the Blackhawks. I I don't think it would be smart to go that route. I know there is always the one-year deal option on the table, and I understand that actually wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the Blackhawks don't really luck, like what they see on the free agent market this year. Uh, they don't have to go out and break the bank if they don't want to. They could just sign one of these older guys for one year and see how next season goes. But to me, that just tells me exactly exactly that. The Blackhawks are just willing to see, oh, we'll see how next season goes. They're not hungry to get out there and get a really good goaltender knowing they're a couple pieces away from uh, being a competitive team in the Western Conference again. Let's look at the Western Conference this year, guys. Not all that impressive. The Blackhawks, the 12th and final seed into the postseason in the Western Conference, they get a matchup with the five-seeded Edmonton Oilers in the first round. Like, not to talk down on the Oilers, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl, those guys are, you know, two of the best talents in the NHL, but to get a five-seed Oilers team as, you know, the last team in in the Western Conference, that's a pretty good draw there for the Blackhawks. The Western Conference is really top-heavy right now in terms of how the future is going to go. I think we can all sadly agree that St. Louis is going to be good for a while. 
Colorado is going to be really good for a while. But besides that, I mean, you kind of look around the Western Conference and you're like, who who else is going to step up here? We saw the Sharks take a step back this year. Uh, Vegas is a team that could really make a strong push and become the dominant team in the Pacific Division. But the Western Conference is really up for grabs. So I think now is the time for the Blackhawks to get hungry and really go make their move. I think it would be wise for the Blackhawks to take a chance at either Tomas Grice from the New York Islanders or Anton Kudobin from the Dallas Stars. I like Jakob Markstrom or Jacob Markstrom uh, from the Vancouver Canucks as well, but my gut feeling tells me he's going to be re-signed there. Whereas Grice and Kudobin, I expect both of them to walk and try to get their well-deserved shot at a number one goaltender position. Comparing those two top options now for the Blackhawks in free agency, both Grice and Kudobin are 34 years old, but Grice is the bigger of the two netminders at six foot two, 232 pounds, and uh, he's significantly bigger than Kudobin, who stands at five foot 11, 200 pounds. Grice holds a career record of 137, 90, and 28, with a 2.63 goals against average and a 9.15 save percentage. So, pretty strong save percentage there throughout his career. Grice has been very good the last five years with the Islanders, turning in a winning record in each of those seasons and 20 wins three times. Grice also played a huge role alongside Robin Leonard in earning the William Jennings Trophy for the fewest goals scored against in 2018-19. So a pretty impressive resume for Tomas Grice the last handful of years. Now looking at his opposition, Anton Kudobin. Doby is 99-76-25 in in his career with an incredible 2.46 goals against average and 919 save percentage. That's really stellar for a backup in the NHL. He's been tremendous in that role for uh, the Dallas Stars behind Ben Bishop for the last two years. And this year, Kudobin actually led the NHL with a 930 save percentage on way to a 16-8-4 campaign in 30 appearances. So Kudobin has been one of the finest backups in the NHL since stepping onto the scene in 2012-13, and that makes this a really tough call here because both guys have been stellar in their given roles as backups over the years. They've done exactly what they've been asked to and then some. So uh, I thought this was a tough call. I personally do think Grice is the better of the two goaltenders and will be the more sought after. And that's because he comes from a tremendous defensive system with Barry Trotz, who's a proven Stanley Cup winning coach, has a tremendous defensive system that he's implemented. Uh, and Grice has been very, very impressive there for five years now. That That's a significant amount of time. So I expect Grice to receive a raise from his current $3.3 million cap hit to somewhere in the 5 to $5.5 million range. I think if the COVID-19 outbreak never hit, I think Grice could even be pushing $6 million in free agency because, you know, good goaltenders don't grow on trees, and someone would be willing to pay a little bit more probably to have him. So I wouldn't be surprised if he could have gotten six, but now with everything that's going on with the economy, I would expect Grice to probably get somewhere closer to $5 million. And that could still be too much for the Blackhawks, and if it is, then Bowman should target the che- probably cheaper option in Kudobin he will still be due for a raise, but his current deal with the Stars is only for $2.5 million. And with everything going on, as I just mentioned, 
I don't think Kudobin gets more than 4.5 on the market, and maybe not even more than 4. He's not as proven as Grice is for being the same age. So it's going to be interesting. Certainly what happens whenever free agency hits, it won't be this summer now if uh, the 2014 postseason that has been agreed upon does get played out. It will probably be in like October, which will be kind of weird. But uh, some big decisions to be made this summer in net for the Blackhawks if uh, Corey Crawford and the front office aren't able to come to an agreement. It would be nice to see Stan Bowman go after one of the top names in free agency if that is the case, just because it would help secure the future in net for the Blackhawks. Currently, it's just one big mystery. Okay, coming up in just a moment, I'm going to break down general manager Stan Bowman's history of drafting goaltenders in the NHL draft, and I will also discuss a little bit about whether or not the Blackhawks should select Russian goaltender Yaroslav Askarov if he's available when they're on the clock in the first round of the 2020 NHL draft. But first, I need, you, I need to tell you about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Crazy to think about. Built Bar comes in eight different chocolate nut or nut-free flavors, which are completely covered in 100% real chocolate. Not any of the fake stuff they try to sell you. This is 100% real chocolate. It tastes like a candy bar, guys. Real deal. Built Bars are magnificent tasting and also health conscious, so you can enjoy a tasty snack while also staying fit. Only 170 calories, while they're also high in protein and high in fiber. What more could you want from a protein bar that tastes like candy? I am not lying when I say you need to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKDOWN in all caps to get $10 off your first order, which is just a ridiculous deal. It's so easy. You guys need to take advantage of that. That's all caps, locked on, at BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your first order. Who doesn't like a protein bar that tastes like candy and chocolate? Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first Built Bar order. I am Jack Bushman, your host of the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at Jack Bushman2 or at Talkin' Hockey. That's capital T A L K I N, capital H A W K E Y. Or you can also email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is at lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. Any questions regarding the Blackhawks, myself, or simply just life in general? Thank you again for tuning into Thursday. June 4th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. We have already talked about the current goaltenders in the system and potential free agent options for next season and beyond. But now let's talk about Stan Bowman's history of selecting goaltenders in the NHL draft. To start it off, it's not very pretty. Bowman took over as Blackhawks general manager in July of 2009 after Dale Talon was fired because just a dumpster fire occurred while dealing with uh, Christopher Stieg and a couple other pending restricted free agents that summer. So Talon was canned. Bowman took over in the summer of 2009, but it was officially his team and his draft decisions in 2010. Looking at the 2010 NHL draft, the Kevin Hayes in the first round draft, by the way, for all those Blackhawks fans who are still salty about that situation, the Blackhawks took two goaltenders in that draft. Ken Simpson in the second round, 58th overall, and Mac Carruth in the seventh round. 
think I'm pronouncing that right. Interestingly enough, you'll find out that Simpson is the only goaltender to make an NHL appearance that's been drafted by Bowman during his tenure as Blackhawks general manager. And Simpson only played 20 minutes in a blowout loss to the Maple Leafs a few years back. As you can guess, Carruth never made it. <laughs> by the way, while we're here looking at this draft, I have to bring up that Bowman absolutely flopped this one. The Hawks had four second-round picks in this draft, the 2010 draft, which, of course, they went on to, uh, or they actually won it all that year. But st- So four first-round picks after winning the Stanley Cup, four second-round picks. Who'd they take? Ludwig Rensfeld. No idea who that is. Justin Hole, only 81 NHL games. Ken Simpson, one NHL appearance, like 20 minutes of work. And Steven Johns, so... Steven Johns actually did turn out to be a good player. Of course, the Blackhawks traded him away. But that is a tough go for four picks in the second round of one draft there. I had to bring up that Bowman absolutely butchered that one. Uh, Moving on now to the 2011 NHL draft, the Brandon Saad and Andrew Shaw draft. Bowman did pick another goaltender. He took Johan Matson in the seventh round. Matson never made an NHL appearance. Looking at the 2012 NHL draft, Bowman used both of his seventh-round picks on goaltenders, Brandon Whitney and Matt Tompkins. Whitney is long gone, but Tompkins we talked about earlier in the show. He's still in the organization and has a chance to play in the NHL sometime in the road, so we'll keep an eye on him, stash him in the back pocket, but still, it's not like Tompkins is drawn up to be an NHL starter one day down the road. He could possibly crack the NHL, but uh, he's still a little bit of a ways away from that point in his development. Moving on to 2013, Bowman did take a pass on Tendies that year, but in 2014, he got back at it. He drafted Ivan Nalimov in the sixth round, and Nalimov is still in the system as well, and he actually signed a PTO with the Rockford Ice Hogs at one point, but he never saw any action, and at this point in his career, I doubt he makes an NHL appearance. So, another horrible draft overall by Bowman, by the way, as he had nine picks in the 2014 NHL draft. Only two of them have made an NHL appearance to this point, and one of those guys is Dylan Sakura, who's looking more and more like a bust as well. So not a, a very good first couple drafts for Stan Bowman during his <clears throat> uh, tenure as Blackhawks general manager. So Bowman did not select any goaltenders in 2015 after winning the Stanley Cup, but in 2016 he got back at it and selected Wooter Peters in the third round. But Peters never really made an impact after being drafted for any of his teams, and the Blackhawks actually let his rights expire along with uh, Alex Gravel on June 1st, so just a couple days ago, although the decision to let Peters go was way more expected than it was to let go of Gravel. So we saw that move coming, another flop from a goaltender drafted by Bowman. Bowman passed on the goalies in 2017, and then in 2018 he used a six-round pick on Gravel. We already know how that one turned out. Bowman picked young netminder Dominic Bassey in the sixth round of last year's draft, but he's got a long way to go before we really know anything about him. Uh, He's going to be a freshman this fall at Colorado College. So get the trend here. Bowman loves to take chances on goaltenders late in the draft, and they almost never pan out. Actually, looking at it now, even the goaltenders he takes early in the second and third rounds, they turn out to be flops too. So it's clear that Bowman has had a hard time drafting goaltenders 
during his reign in Chicago. And that makes me cautious to bring up our next topic here, one that has been thrown around a lot during the COVID-19 break, and that's should the Blackhawks select Russian goaltender Yaroslav Askarov if he's available while they're on the clock in the first round of the 2020 NHL draft? It could be a little bit too early to be talking about the subject as the 2020 NHL draft is only going to be pushed back more and more than it has been in NHL history. But if you haven't heard of Yaroslav Askarov yet, he is a stud. Let me give you a bit of an introduction here. So Askarov, 17-year-old Russian netminder, hope I'm pronouncing his last name correct. Uh, He is the top goaltending prospect in the 2020 NHL draft by a landslide, which does make him a bit of a wild card here. He'll go whenever the first team that wants to take a goaltender decides to. There's no doubt in my mind that that will be in the first round, as we saw uh, Spencer Knight go in the first round last year, and Askarov is uh, way higher, uh, highly higher regarded as a better prospect uh, than Spencer Knight was. So I definitely expect Askarov to go in the first round, but uh, scouts kind of have him going anywhere from that 6 to 20 range. So essentially the definition of a wild card. But I'll tell you what, Kid has some hype behind his name. I've heard one scout say he's the best Russian goaltending prospect since Andre Vasilevsky, who, you know, if you know hockey, you know who that guy is. Only the Vezina Trophy winner in 2019, no biggie. Askarov has also been dubbed the best goalie prospect since Carey Price. So a couple of really, really big comparisons there in the goaltending department, especially for a 17-year-old. Looking at... Askarov's previous work, he was 12-3-3 in 18 games in the VHL, Russia's uh, second best league. So that's that's pretty impressive for a youngster who's not even 18 yet. Uh, he also made his KHL debut at 17, and KHL is highly regarded as the second best league across the country besides the NHL. So for him to make his debut in that league at 17... Uh, that's definitely impressive. And uh, what a lot of these scouts say is how calm and collected Askarov is. He, he has a very soothing presence in that very controlling of the game, knows where shooters like to shoot and will actually uh, trick uh, shooter trick uh, skaters into shooting one way. He baits shooters into shooting, gives them a little bit of a net, gives them, ah, I can't talk right now, gives them a little bit of the net and then he knows where they're going and makes the save. So he has a lot of confidence. As you can tell, he's been playing with people uh, older than him for a while now. So uh, Ascroft's numbers throughout his career have been very impressive no matter where he's played. Um, except for really, he, he did struggle a little bit at the U20 World Juniors this year by posting a 8.77 save percentage in five starts. But his goals against was still 2.7. So not all that bad as the save percentage would show. So yeah, he is really a wild card in this draft, and I think the potential opportunity to nab a game-changing goaltender in the first round is just something you can't miss. It's exactly what the Blackhawks need at this point in their rebuild. The free agent market is not exactly primed with goaltenders who A, fit in as part of the Blackhawks' future, and B, won't cost a fortune. The Hawks can address this by selecting Askarov in the first round of the NHL draft. 
<laughs> it's a bit of a ballsy pick, and it is a little early to say that for sure should be their pick right now. Uh, and it's certainly ballsy because you never really know with goaltenders, especially one this young. But with the Hawks likely picking from the 7-15 to 15 range, if Askarov is there, I would be pretty upset if they passed on him. The 7-15 to 15 range is always a toss-up in the draft. <laughs> anyway, um, I heard Elliot Friedman joined the Spit and Chicklet podcasts. The, he joined the Spit and Chicklets podcast not too long ago, and he actually discussed about how there's a huge drop-off after the first two picks in the NHL draft. Statistically, the first two picks are usually the superstars, and then three through whatever is usually a toss-up. So that's where the Blackhawks are going to be picking. And the odds of finding, you know, a number one center or a number one defenseman, as you'd like to do in the first round, it's the chances of finding that from the 7 to 15 range are not as high as they would be earlier in the draft. So if Askarov is there, you have a chance to nab a number one goaltender in that situation rather than nabbing, you know, someone who could be like a good scoring winger on a good line, but not someone who can take over the game like Askarov potentially could. So uh, I think if the Blackhawks are in that 7 to 15 range, as I expect them to be, and Askarov is there, why not take a risk on the guy who has probably the highest ceiling of any player available in that situation? So, it's certainly going to be an interesting situation to keep an eye on as the NHL draft and the return to hockey creep up on us. Alright, so I think that's going to wrap up Thursday, June 4th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and make sure to give the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page a follow. You can find that at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks. Make sure to check out Friday's episode for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast first flashback Friday which is a segment I will be debuting where I flashback to what happened on that day in Blackhawks history. An easy way to check out next episode is by subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Blackhawks as soon as it's out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news about a potential return to hockey in the coming months. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I am Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at Jack Bushman 2 or at Talkin' Hockey. That's capital T-A-L-K-I-N, capital H-A-W-K-E-Y. Please hit me with any questions you have. Thank you again for tuning in, and I will see you next time.